the back room. And oh yes, the mistletoe is right over. Ah, it seems to be occupied right now. Well, just relax and have a fabulous time. Feliz Navidad, baby. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Dick Whaley. And my name is Jim Dwyer. And uh, we're giving uh, Ed Special a little break. Uh, He's apparently doing radio all night, so hopefully the Trumpster will—he's getting lonely— in the White House, he's uh, he's having another temper tantrum. Well, he can listen in online, as can listeners all around the world. And I have to say real quickly, I'm so happy that uh, Ed is doing uh, his Christmas Eve programming. That's, especially since we don't have any snow, that's what makes it really feel like Christmas to me. Yeah, and the Martian uh, Chronicles coming up <laughs> is not to be missed. Uh it's uh, it's wonderful stuff, and one of the reasons that WCBN is such an interesting station for all concerned. Obviously, with it being Christmas Eve, we don't want to get too uh, too heavy tonight. But uh, boy, it was an interesting week last week. Uh, <laughs> what on earth is going on? Well, um, some are asking: Are the wheels? Showing signs of beginning to come off? No, 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 no. I think the wheels are off, Yeah, quite frankly. This is the skid, and it's the extent to which this is a controlled skid. Well, who's controlling it? That's another question. Is this going to flip and roll? Uh, That remains to be seen, but... I mean, Trump is supposed to be at Mar-a-Lago. Maxing and relaxing. In front of the roaring fire and with Melania giving him a foot rub, I guess. (laughs) You know, baby, it's cold outside. That that, that story has been in the news. Uh, I, I think that all the criticism of that song is kind of silly. But we'll we'll save the political correctness for another day. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm surprised he doesn't blame the Democrats for <clears throat> him missing vacation. Um, they apparently had a deal last week, and what did he do? Well, he got in front of the television and saw Fox News and well, realized I, that Ann Coulter was yeah. going to defriend him or something. Or yeah, Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh yeah. pulled the plug and said, oh, no, this is a betrayal. So uh, you can thank them if you're a uh, federal employee uh, not getting a paycheck over Christmas over a wall, which all, including incoming chief of staff uh, selection, uh Agree is a irrelevant given the complexities of actual border security. Well, and that's the whole thing. This euphemism about border security has just turned into a, a, a misleading uh, tirade by Trump. There actually is money being funded for the quote wall. That's what the difference is. This is a difference between uh, 1.6 billion and quote 5 billion. Uh, neither one is ever going to build any kind of wall that Donald Trump envisions. And slat fence. It's a slat fence steel now. Steel slats, baby. <laughs> Doesn't steel rust? 
out in the out in the weather over time. Not all of it. It would have to be stainless steel. Maybe the ghost of John DeLorean can can help out on the design. You know, th- this whole thing is is unbelievable. And I mean, I'll give Trump credit for one thing. I'm glad to hear that the troops are coming home from Afghanistan. Some of them, anyway. Syria is a completely different story. Syria is a really. big question mark. And in fact, the first thing I and I'm sure many others thought was on the third day of Christmas, I gave to my friend Putsi. Mm-hmm. This is a total gift to the Russians. And of course, you know, just last night, the BBC reported that Turkish uh, military units are moving uh, to the Syrian border. So it's it's fascinating that the countries that praised and let's face it, I mean, the American presence in Syria is is minimal. Uh, it's psychological more than anything. But uh, we are responsible for the whole problem in that part of the world. We overthrew Saddam Hussein. Destabilizing the entire region in one big ripple effect. Bush was warned by Colin Powell. It's the pottery rule. If you break it, you own it. And under international law, I I hasten to add uh, that Trump, of course, is increasingly uh, dismissive of, uh, including, interestingly, over the week, John Roberts siding with, with the four liberals on an asylum case. With a, with a specific rebuke of Trump. And I would hope that he would spend the holidays reading the U.S. Constitution and maybe the Bible a little bit. Hell, even stumbling across some, any one of a dozen versions of uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol on TV over the weekend. Instead, he's uh, interested God. in reading the legend of the orange puffin in Aesop's Fables. It's uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And of course, this is uh, coming in the midst of all sorts of other rather remarkable stuff. I mean, we'll just mention this uh, Christmas, of course, is a time for giving and all that. But uh, the uh, <clears throat> state of New York uh, shut down the Donald Trump Foundation amidst a accusation of a shocking pattern of illegality. You know, that Trump was buying pictures of himself, uh, writing it off to charity. Oh, and the ultimate, this is right up there with the, uh, I would date my, you know, I would be dating her if she wasn't my daughter comment. Sure. In the, really? Really? This is a thing you did or said? The $7 check from the Trump Foundation written off as a donation to the Boy Scouts, it was his own kid's membership. Yeah. I mean, that's a sign of, a true sign of character, or lack thereof. Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, I don't know who's left in the White House. I, apparently Kellyanne Conway will be uh, stuffing Donald Trump's stocking tonight. I think Melania has departed for Mar-a-Lago. He's all alone, he apparently tweeted this afternoon. Poor me. Poor me. Uh, ridiculous. And, of course, in recent weeks we've seen his story about the whole uh, Michael uh, uh, Michael Cohen um, and Stormy Daniels just unravel beyond belief. Sean, Sean, the very first I, thing I said was I hope there's no campaign money involved. Hmm, could be. Could be. Uh, maybe was was it the foundation's money? Uh, was it his money? 
who knows? Um, and this this foreign policy disarray, just to get back to that for a second, you know, Mattis was the one guy in the Trump administration that most people around the world and in America, regardless of political affiliation, could at least acknowledge. That's a guy who probably knows what he's doing. He's an adult. Yeah. He's the adult in the room. Well, there aren't any more adults now. It's just Mick Mulvaney and uh, Larry Kudlow. And to hear Mnuchin going to the bankers of New York and calling up global leaders trying to reassure the, uh, the quote, markets, because Trump has decided that he's now going to start attacking the chairman of the Fed. He's run out of military men. Um, and this is exceedingly troubling for a lot of reasons. The Fed is supposed to be uh, immune from that kind of thing. The notion that interest rates are really high is, is ludicrous. Trump needs to look in the mirror. It's his irresponsible tax cut. It's his trade, uh, trade wars. Uh, he doesn't have any deals. Why doesn't he spend Christmas with Kim Jong-un? Just give him a call. He can, Santa can drop him off. You know, take take a pick him up and send him over in a sleigh ride. Well, I mean, he's had all these advisors and has ignored them all. Uh, the only advice he really seems interested in accepting is that offered by autocrats. Yeah. Uh, the proximity of the phone call with uh, Turkish President Erdogan to this snap announcement on the Syria withdrawal was a matter of hours. Certainly within the same day. Well, and that was the deciding factor was that phone call with the Turkish strongman. And that's why Mattis resigned. He's like, look, uh, there's at least supposed to be consultation. I may have given you different advice. And in fact, I would have. But you didn't even call me. You called Erdogan. Uh, And his failure to understand the complexities of the Syrian situation are exceedingly Mind-boggling. Let's remember, by the way, that Trump has dispatched 5,000 troops to the Mexican border. So the idea that we have some massive presence in in Syria with 2,000 troops is kind of silly. Uh, I would love to hear Donald Trump uh, proposing and advocating the withdrawal of American troops from the 5,000 military installations we've got scattered around the globe. Uh, Gosh knows what any of that is accomplishing other than its Pax Americana uh, a la the Cold War. Uh, But Syria, as I say, even though I didn't want America to get involved in Syria to begin with, the uh, ISIL problem, these were the remnants of al-Qaeda in Iraq. Mm -hmm. They moved into northeast Syria because it's a a free-for-all zone. Yeah. This gets back to the the mythical idea of American borders. Uh, we have borders in the United States of America. Clear demarcation lines, thanks to the War of 1812 and the uh, Mexican-American War, in which we seized a good amount of Mexico. Many of the uh, so-called white Americans in the United States fail to realize that many Mexican-Americans have actually lived in the United States longer than they have. Um, Imperialism is at the heart 
of our immigration problem, so to speak. And it is up to Congress and the president to fashion legislation to change the laws if they wish to. This is what was great about the Roberts decision, uh, the 5-4 decision over the week about asylum. He basically called the president out and said, you are violating the law. You, Mr. Trump, you need to read the law. And that's very, is that the first time that's happened since maybe John Marshall was Chief Justice of the United States, where well, the it's president also himself was sort of singled out by that, a Chief Justice? That, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that Roberts, um, just a, about a month ago, six weeks ago, two months ago, gave a specific speech rebuking Trump for criticizing the judge who had ruled against Trump in a, in mm. a, in a legal case. Uh, related to asylum and, and uh, immigration, calling him an Obama judge. That was his little, oh, I can't respect anything from an Obama judge. Right. Robert specifically rebuked Trump for that in, in a speech that he gave, uh, I think, publicly to, I don't know, the American Bar Association. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, is that at least Robert's, Maybe one guy who is part of the committee to save America. <laughs> well, clearly Donald uh, Trump is not on the committee. Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan have abandoned all hope of truly upholding their vow to protect and defend the Constitution uh, and to do anything to restrain this clearly reckless and unqualified individual. Um, I guess the the courts had to step in and be the. Well, we're the functioning branch. Well, and it's interesting, by the way, that in today's uh, New York Times, the the article by Adam Liptak about the fact that the Trump administration is trying to sort of uh, fast uh, fast pace a bunch of decisions that the court just is not going along with. They're saying, no, 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 we stick to the regular rules of order, so to speak, and we're not going to hear your cases up. Uh, as pronto as you want to, we will allow lower courts to make decisions and hear them in due course. And let's remember, just a couple of weeks ago, Roberts and Kavanaugh both uh, voted in a writ of certiorari uh, situation. A writ of certiorari is basically when a, when the court decides to hear a case. Hmm. This was about a Planned Parenthood uh, law in Mississippi. And they refused to hear the case, meaning that the lower striking down of the Mississippi, I think it was Mississippi, it might have been Louisiana, one of those uh, states of the old Confederacy that's passing lots of restrictive anti-abortion laws. They basically, the, the original ruling by the lower court said that Planned Parenthood is not connected to abortion, that this is discriminatory towards women. And by golly, Kavanaugh voted with Roberts and the liberals on the writ of certiorari. And it was Thomas Alito and Gorsuch who said they wanted to hear the case. Well, they don't hear the case if six justices mm -hmm. say no. So that's the good news for Christmas. There actually is some good news. You know, this, this judicial uh, sentencing uh, compromise sounds promising. Right. Uh, Jared Kushner, I saw a photograph of him with McConnell 
and congressional leaders supposedly trying to save the budget deal? I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> ain't gonna happen. And of course, in this particular case, let's remember the facts. The Democrats offered uh, Trump $25 billion for this so-called border security baloney back in March and February in exchange for DACA. He wouldn't do it. He's trying to transfer the blame on this whole debate onto people that are not responsible for the problem. Well, and he's asking to be bailed out, ultimately, for a ridiculous, on-its-face campaign promise. To that his, he can't keep. That he can't keep because the promise was that Mexico would pay for it and that U.S. taxpayers wouldn't be burdened with that charge. That was never going to happen. That was just BS straight up on its face. Right. And uh, now he's uh, put himself into this position where heretofore he's refusing to back down but that's the only way back out of this tree fort It's to back down or to be flung out. Well, and, and you look at all the other failures. You know, there's this mythology about Trump that, you know, the art of the deal is this great negotiator. He's got no deals on anything. He doesn't have a NAFTA deal. And I think it finally occurred to this numbskull. Oh, wait a minute. Nancy Pelosi's taken over control of the House. Uh, with the Democrats on January 3rd, I'm yep. going to try and rush through all this stuff. And we've seen how, I don't know what to call it, outrageous, uh, some of this lame duck stuff that's going on in Michigan and Wisconsin, some of this last second stuff. Uh, it, it's pretty well, frightening. It's frightening, but it's also further evidence of the fact that the, the Republicans have no ideas left. They're like Hollywood resorting to making films based on board games. Uh, so all they've got left is chicanery, fraud, and uh, manipulation of the rules. And Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. And Sean. Sean Hannity. Uh, Ann Coulter. I mean, these are the people running America, theoretically. It, it's frightening. They're not elected. Uh, they're welcome to make critiques of Donald Trump. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, this idea that Trump needs to build this wall to fulfill a campaign uh, promise is ridiculous. It can't be fulfilled because uh, Trump was told repeatedly during the campaign by the president of Mexico, no, we're not paying for the wall. You can build a wall uh, if you want. Uh, but obviously that's got to go through Congress. Trump doesn't understand Article 2 and Article 1 of the United States Constitution. We just completely have recurring um, situations where he just is oblivious to reality. Frightening. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, Americans aren't endangered by uh, migrant children uh, whose parents have had to trek thousands of miles to get here from countries bleaker than most of us can imagine. Um, but we do have very serious and real crises, uh, health crises. The opioid epidemic is unchecked. Uh, how many people were killed with uh, guns in America this year? Almost 50,000. Yep, way so up. So these are actual problems. The carnage continues and how troubling to learn 
uh, that several of these mass shooters bought their guns with credit cards. They didn't even pay for these guns because they committed suicide. That's what the the gun debate needs to focus on. Who's paying and why? Why is American society picking up the tax burden, because that's really what it is, for thousands of these gun injuries, the, the, the public health costs are, you know, in hundreds of billions of dollars uh, to the public. You want to know why your insurance is so high in, in, in America? We'll start looking at some of the facts about what the real risks are to our civilization. Uh, it's, it's pretty frightening. And when a, a, a guy can basically spend six weeks buying uh, eight weapons using six different credit cards, that's why you have to have waiting periods. That's why there shouldn't be any purchasing of guns with credit cards. should be cash and carry only. You don't have the cash, you don't get the stash. Hey, that kind of rhymes. That can be a rap song. (laughs) I'll get Johnny Cochran to work on that one. (laughs) You ain't got the cash. You don't get the stash. I mean, that's outrageous. But this is what the public needs to be informed about. What's wrong with these, with with Congress and not passing the, the, the right laws and regulations to allow responsible gun ownership if that's what we're going to have. But we can't have a, a system that allows uh, with no virtually no background checks and, you know, gun dealers breaking laws and, and all these sorts of things that are going on with these gun purchases. Well, it's buying, outrageous. Buying stuff online, it's easy to falsify identity, as we can see from any number of fake Facebook, you know, sources where people are helping spread Russian propaganda through these fake entities uh, and lots of people purchasing weapons through same. And Lee Harvey Oswald, he he bought his gun mail order, the Malnicker Kakarno, um, when he, you know, using an alias, uh, whether he was actually the lone gunman, as the Warren Commission claims, that's another story. But we changed the laws uh, in response to that. We, we realize that that's pretty outrageous, that it's pretty outrageous for any person to be impersonating another person and buying a gun over the mail, over the mail. That's international. That's over state lines. That's what the Commerce Clause is all about. Yeah. And we have this thing. Oh, we can't do anything. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. It's uh, it's very troubling, and these are the real problems uh, that America needs to deal with. Not not border. Look, the, these asylum laws are in place; they can be changed. Uh, there were there are many uh, uh, historical reasons why, uh, after the end of the Second World War, we uh, created liberal asylum laws. But the facts are quite clear. Uh, out of out of a thousand cases heard by the American courts, only about three or four people are ever given asylum. So we don't have open borders. You know, this accusation that we have open borders is it's really pretty silly. Uh, we we already know that forty percent of the quote unquote illegal immigration are people that fly in to America. 
and overstay their visa mm. and then disappear into Detroit or Los Angeles or, or wherever. If you want to stop this, uh, this so-called illegal immigration in Texas, round up a few uh, contractors and a few ranchers. Put them in the, in the pokey if you want to send a, a, a real message that would get some results. Has Trump done anything like that? No. He talks endlessly about a wall. Yeah, I wonder how many uh, undocumented workers there are uh, at any number of Trump hotels. Well, across, yeah, that's already across been this done. great land. That's already been documented, right? And uh, it's it's uh, very bizarre. Uh, just real quickly, last week I, I I did promise to bring in this uh, this uh, little quote from the Pennsylvania Constitution, ah. seventeen seventy six. I just wanted to read it. These are just two sections that became part of our Constitution. Sex, section 4 reads that all powers being originally inherent and consequently derived from the people, therefore all officers of government, whether legislative or executive, are their trustees and servants, and at all times accountable to them. That means the people are in charge, Mr. Trump, not you. That became an essential part of the American Constitution, as did Section 4, 5, that government is or ought to be instituted for the common benefit of people, the nation, or community, and not for the particular emolument or advantage of any single man, family, or set of men who are part of that community. That's where the emolument clause was derived. And these were, uh, this was the state constitution of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that became a model for the United States Constitution. And I think it's very important for Donald Trump to understand what those two sections are about. Well, I think we might finally be getting some traction on emoluments as we come into the new year. And I'll add, in addition to reminding listeners that uh, Ed Special's uh, magical Christmas programming will resume uh, at the top of the hour when Gray Matters is finished for this week. Uh, but that uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to most in 2019 is the unraveling of this Maria Butina NRA infiltration scandal. Um, I'm really curious how much money has been laundered through the NRA for political contributions. I think well, we're about to be shocked a little bit you, by that. And you wonder what uh, what her status is with the, with Russia. Like, dude, right. <laughs> Why don't you just keep her? <laughs> we don't know anything about her. I talked to Vladimir Putin, and he denied it. That's and, right. He, he asked around, and nobody knew her. And I met him in Helsinki, and... <laughs> There you have it, Sean. I mean, you know, the first thing I said to myself was any campaign money involved. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> the first thing he said was he denied the affair. Right. Then he said, oh, well, it was a private matter. His story has changed on that so often that his brain is a little stormy, a little stormy out there. Well, it... Uh... It's hard to be happy at Christmas when there's so much uh, chaos uh, in the air. But, you know, 
the earth has always been a place where uh, chaos prevails. Yeah. Uh, keeping a good sense of humor and, uh, you know, helping out those in your community is uh, an important thing to do, uh, not just for the betterment of your community, but for your own stability psychologically and well-being. Uh, it's important to remember. Very important. And I think that humor, as you mentioned there, is is something that uh, is, is a gift that keeps giving, um, both for your own psychological well-being and the be- benef- benefit to others. And I think that if you look at some of the serious psychological problems of Donald J. Trump, uh, it's quite clear that he is humorless. He can't deliver a joke. He can't take a joke. He's the joke. And we're paying the price. Now, Gray Matters is going to be uh, turning the controls over to Ed Special immediately. What's so, that? What's that? The that's the old uh, cart that we have. Oh, right. You know, the uh, National Guard is taking control. Oh, that's right. We've turned over control of our transmitter to the state officials. That's right. Only at this time, it's better than the state officials. It will be uh, a resumption of of Ed Special's special uh, Christmas Eve programming that uh, is very amusing. Yeah, stay tuned uh, all through the evening and into the wee hours on this one because it's definitely uh, fun for the whole family. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening uh, to this week's edition of Gray Matters. We'll be back next week. And... Uh, You are listening to What Else, WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. Merry Christmas. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing A sleighing song tonight Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. Now the ground is white. Go it while you're young. Take the girls tonight. Sing this slaying song Just get a bobtail nag To forty boys speed Then hitch him to an open sleigh And crack, you'll take the lead Oh, jingle bell, jingle bell Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse Open sleigh, but jingle bells and jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride.
driving on 